0: Goodbye. See you. Bye-bye. Sorry, I turned the mic on a little too soon. Kids got to me. I'm saying goodbye to my kids for the day. Uh, Yeah, so I did record a podcast this morning, but it was horrible. Um, I don't know. I may be feeling a little self-conscious after getting a pretty... uh, overly honest review from a friend of mine who started to listen to the podcast, but uh, quickly lost interest because of the format. Um, he, he's used to things that are more polished, more, more, um, you know, put together and that's just not the style of this podcast. I like things like that too on occasion. Um, so yeah. Anyway, he, he wrote me, uh, not a public review, but a personal review, uh, sent to my box that was, um, (laughs) really, really kind of hurt, but at the same time, I kind of needed it, I guess, um, because I think it, it reminded me of why I do what I do and why I don't do the kinds of podcasts that he wanted to do, um. I think you know it, it w- wouldn't be impossible for me to do that kind of podcast, at least once or twice. It would be tough for me, knowing who I am, personality-wise, to to sustain something like that. To do four podcasts a month, for example, that were very, you know, polished and put together and you know, almost like a a video presentation kind of thing. Um, you know, it, it's possible to do those things. It's just not my style, really. And so, I guess today I'm going to talk through a little bit here in the beginning about again why I do the podcasts the way I do them, what what my goal is for the podcast, uh, or goals are for the podcast, and and my reasons for chewing this kind of choosing chewing, choosing this kind of format. Uh, and first and foremost, I wanted it to wanted it to be as authentic as possible. In other words, what you hear is what you get. Um, there, there's there's no way for me to uh, artificially sound more intelligent than I am. For example, by reading a script that I've carefully crafted, uh, or uh, you know, through reading long passages of uh, printed works or anything like that. Um, this is me, this is how I talk. Um, It's not that I don't try to craft words, I I usually take my time and the way I speak, but it's things that are coming to my mind and then freely flowing uh, in kind of a stream of consciousness uh, method, I guess. Uh, And to me what that does is it helps me realize how I sound to other people. Uh, and that's important to me. I, I believe in sharing life with other people and having conversations. And, and if I can pass on something of value, I want to, to have the confidence uh, to put it out there. And what I found is that most of, the, most of the real situations that happen um, are not times when you are prepared. There are times when you're stuck in a car with somebody or or at a restaurant, or or what have you. You're you're just doing life, and then the conversation comes up, and so you may not have your books, or or even Google with you, or whatever. Um, and maybe you have only thirty minutes to, to spill your life. Maybe you're you know on a on a commuting commuting flight between you know, I don't know Washington and New York, where it's just you know thirty minutes or whatever. Uh, I live in Japan, by the way, so that was just my uh, way of uh, using a, an example of an English commute. Here, it'd be, uh, you know, taking a train from uh, where I live in Ibaraki down to uh, Tokyo or something like that, an hour or so. Uh, and maybe you're in this position to have a, a really good conversation, um, and you, you, you don't have all the trappings of, of preparation, right? You, you don't have time to to put together a a good presentation. And see I find that these are where most conversations happen anyway. And so I have a selfish motivation for the format of this podcast and that is uh, I wanna know how I sound off the cuff. So that's why I do the podcast this way. It gives me a way to listen to how I sound other people Uh, from somewhat of a third-person standpoint. And also I can get feedback from other people about how they think it sounds. Uh, And it's also, uh, maybe more importantly, it is a record of my theology, um, at least in the last five years. Uh, And my theology has changed a lot in the last five years. And I expect it to change a lot in the next five years. Um, trying to turn down this fan a little bit. It's not too loud. I'm gonna turn this down too. Sorry about that. Um, and so, seeing the progression of my own theology is really important for me. First of all, it would be important. Uh, it would be significant if there was no progression. If five years ago uh, I had exactly the same uh, thoughts and opinions and positions as I do today, uh, that wouldn't be good to me. Because I believe your theology indeed should progress. And everybody's does. Because you know, we're, we're trying to grasp something that is uh, as vast uh, as the universe um, because the universe is contained within God so having a theology or having ideas and opinions on God, his nature uh, his His person, right uh, his character uh, is a huge endeavor uh, we all have one but um, but hopefully, if if we're honest and humble, uh, our progression, uh, our theology will progress. Okay, if we're if we approach it from a, a humble kind of standpoint. So I tried to go through some of this stuff this morning, and it it just felt so forced. And I was just feeling really, really tired this morning. Feeling tired enough now. Uh, We're in the rainy season, it's super humid all the time, Uh, we're getting lots of rain, very little sunshine, it's easy to get just down uh, physically and mentally during these times. Um, Can't wait to get out of this time. So anyway, it just, nothing was flowing well this morning, I thought maybe this afternoon it would be better, and already it feels a lot better, to tell you the truth. And so, the format I've chosen is to record live, live, that's the wrong way to say it, to record without cutting and editing. And so, I push play, and I speak, and I push stop, and I publish, uh, and, and I don't do any editing. Now, I used to, in the beginning, I used to put a little musical thing on the front of it, right? I had to do some editing to do that, and even that became a little too burdensome for me. I didn't want it to be, uh, I didn't want it to be too much work to tell you the truth. Um, the work I do for this podcast, uh, is, is my whole life, right? The way I live, uh, the books I read, the, the, the movies I see, the conversations I have, uh, the, the Bible studies that I have day-to-day interactions, you know, life as a, as a teacher, life as an expat in Japan, uh, life as a, a done with religion, right? A person who's, um, just finished with, um, institutional religion anyway. Uh, and, and now we do something like organic house, very, very loose gatherings, um, because I kind of finished with religion um, going on seven years ago. And so this, this podcast has been um, a chronicling of, of my journey, at least for the last five years of those seven. And really before those seven, I was, I was done a while back. It just took me a while to cut the strings with, uh, with traditional church. Um, and really, I've, I've progressed from a, a person who specialized in uh, more um, ecclesiastical studies, studies of the church, um, uh, studies of how, how religion was done, right? How God was worshipped. Um, that was really my original thing, and so I went from... Institutional church uh, into uh, something more, more organic, um, and then recently I've been much more into theology, right? Uh, into uh, trying to understand in a deeper, and ever, ever deeper way, um, the character of God, um, and 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 why. Uh, why things happen and how God is perceived. Um, lots of whys, lots of big questions. And it's been an incredible study. I, I I couldn't even... If you were to take me from 10 years ago and then 20 years ago... And really, my, my Christian journey has been about 20 years long, I would say. Uh, I was born into a, a devoutly... Christian religious home Uh, and so I've never known a time or I don't remember a time that I didn't believe in in God Um, it's been one of the most natural things for me to believe in God Um, but but that having been said I believed I believed wrong things about God uh, I, I didn't understand who he was. And I, and I think that's normal for everyone. I think everyone goes through this, that, that at one point in your life you'll think God is a certain way, and then later you realize, no, God's probably not that way. He's probably more this way. And a lot of that is just being human and having skewed perceptions uh, and also being a broken human, uh, having warped ideas about God, but a lot of that is just you—you you growing as a human being, uh, and navigating the the ins and outs of life, the the hardships that come, the the sorrows and the suffering. Uh, those are those are the building blocks uh, of your theology. Um, and and to me, the the harder you're hit, probably the closer you're going to come. To a true idea of who God is um, and what I found I guess an easy way to say it is that God has always shown himself to be as, as I've navigated through difficult times in my life, he's always shown himself to be the God that I needed not always the God that I wanted but the God that I needed um And I could explain more, I suppose, of that or explore more of that idea. Um, But he's always, at least in my theological progression, I I feel like uh, because of the work of, of certain people in my life, whether they be people who I know personally or authors who have written books that that I have read. Um, I feel I have been privileged to go down a road uh, that perhaps few will find. I hope everyone finds it. And I could be wrong about that. Um, But looking at the state of uh, evangelical Christianity, well, Christianity in general, let's just put that out there, Uh, I think few people Get a a. Mm, you got to be careful the way I say this. Few people get a true glimpse of God. True people get a uh, few people get a true glimpse of God. Um. So many people are worshiping a God that doesn't exist. Uh, they're worshiping a God that was beat into them uh, or feared into them. If that is such a phrase, if there is such a phrase. Oh, wow, that is a beautiful border collie. Wow, I like that. Um, so, few people, I think, find a, anything near an authentic uh, view or understanding of God. Few people. Most people are worshiping a god that doesn't exist. A god that that if I had to worship that god, I wouldn't believe he existed either. I that would make me atheist. Um, if I had to worship a god, for example, uh, who is in control of everything and allows for horrible things to happen, that would make me an atheist. Uh, or a god who. Uh, doesn't give mankind choices about which families they're going to be born into or which country they're going to be born into and where a majority of people are born into uh, families and cultures without Christianity and a majority of people die never having had a decent glimpse of Jesus. And so the fact that they did not become Christians, uh, they would be consigned to hell. If that's the only God that exists, then I would be an atheist. If I had to believe in the God that so many people believe in, a God who, uh, if if you somehow don't find him in your 70 or so years on earth, he is going to torture you forever and ever and you will be conscious for this torture it's called E C T eternal conscious torment uh, Wow, the river came up a lot Woo river came up a whole lot my goodness Hopefully, we're not going to get any more flooding. This is exactly the place that flooded last uh, September, October. So, if if that were the God that were presented me, presented to me, I might choose atheism too. But actually, I didn't. I chose to believe in that God for some time. But that God was almost nothing like the true God that I've come to know. Come to know in the progression of my theology. Uh, The God I've come to know is is exactly the God the world needs. Uh, It's exactly the God the world wants. I'll even put it that way. God is better, more forgiving, more loving, more patient, more understanding. than any God we've ever imagined. Uh, and that's the God I've come to believe in. But these other gods, if, if somehow in my, in my progression of theology I start going back to uh, the, the punitive God, the God who consigns most of the people in the history of the world to hell, and tortures them forever. If some reason I discover that that's actually the God, uh, then I would have to be an atheist too. I wouldn't follow that God. I wouldn't worship that God. I would in no way worship that God. That God is evil uh, and he's unjust and that would make me an atheist. Um I haven't really had a good discussion with an atheist recently who wasn't fixated on the worst possible uh what's the word the worst the the, the a straw man argument for god I used to be a straw god <laughs> Where where they create, uh, they they tell us who God is according to their understanding, which is not who God is at all. So they make a false God, and then they, and then they uh, begin to tear into that God, and prove why uh, there must be no God because that God would not be a good God. I agree with that, right? I agree with that. Um, I agree that that God would not be a good God, but what I don't agree with is them characterizing all Christians uh, as believing in a certain kind of God. Uh, so today, um, well is it yesterday maybe? yesterday maybe, it started yesterday and has come into today, but basically there was this uh, Facebook post about uh, how atheists know more about world religions um, than than Christians, for example. And there's this quiz you can take. Uh, I took the quiz. I got 14 out of 15 right. Uh, It wasn't a terrible, hard quiz for me. Uh, But I realized I'm probably not the normal uh, Christian. Um, So... In this quiz, uh, or, or, you know, this quiz itself, um, the, a conversation happened on this post. So the quiz was posted. He he posted, I think, his results, maybe or whatever. Anyway, uh, the polls showed that, yeah, atheists indeed have a better knowledge of world religions than uh, evangelical Christians, at least. Uh, but. Jewish people had a better understanding uh, of world religions than atheists. Um, I think most Christians probably scored about half, fifty uh, percent, or a little over fifty percent um, in this quiz, uh, which is which is not good. I, I think I think everybody should should do a li- little bit better on world religions um, but so the, the little conversation happened and and two atheists were talking and, and discussing about how you know they think this or that and anyway it kind of got me to thinking why why do I believe in a god why am I a theist right what what makes me a theist what are the What are the reasons that I'm a theist? And I would have to go back and say, number one, it's because I was born in a certain place to a certain family and in a certain culture. And that certainly uh, steered me toward Christianity as the one religion that I would choose. The thing is, I'm really not in Christianity anymore. I don't follow Christianity any longer in any religious way. I don't believe that I have to follow any specific, um, rituals or, or, uh, any sacraments in order to be accepted, acceptable by God. And to me, religion, one of the hallmarks of, of a religious lifestyle, uh, is one in which you try to do certain things in order to, um, receive something positive from the deity. Whether you call that good luck, or good blessings, or just being a good Christian, or whatever you want to call it, um, to me, that's what makes a religion a religion. I no longer believe that I have to do anything, nor does anyone have to do anything to be accepted by God. I believe now that, that God took it upon himself to make everyone acceptable to himself. Or, to put it another way, uh, he took it upon himself to do everything he can to convince people that he accepts them and has always accepted them. Um, you know, one of the reasons is I suppose one of the reasons is, I should say, uh, that none of us asked to be born. We didn't ask to be born. And it's not like it's, it's, a, it's a level playing field, it's not like everybody in the world has the exact same uh, chance to, to find Jesus, it's not like we all have the same chance we already talked about where it's, you know, many of us are born in different places to different families and different cultures and have had different experiences, which would give some people an advantage over others uh, if they would ever find any kind of true uh, belief or understanding of God. And so we did not sign a contract before we were born saying, if. You know, if, if I am born into this world, I promise to do my best to follow the rules of God uh, in every way possible. And if I do, I will get to go to heaven. Nobody nobody made that contract. We are all born into this world. We're born ignorant and as a blank slate. We have no prior knowledge. Right? We have no, nothing to go on. Uh, in fact, we're, we're totally dependent when we come into this world. And if we make any kind of religious pledge, it, it's not going to happen until maybe between some you know somewhere between the age of 10 and the age of 20. But even so, even if we do it by then, usually we're not mature enough when we do make the pledge. We think we are. But then we realized later that, hey, I didn't know anything back then when I chose to join this religion. And, and you know, I would say for me, I wasn't anywhere near... I, I didn't have anywhere close to any kind of a real experience with God until I was the age of 30. And after the age of 30, I began to experience God more and more, uh, if you want to call it mystical experiences, what have you. But I, I began to have true mystical experiences of God after the age of 30. And so for me, that's that's my history. I'm 51 now. So let's say I have 21 years uh, of, to me, uh, being a any kind of a follower of Christ, whether a bad one or a good one. Before that time, I don't feel like I was at all. Even though at age 11, I had chose to become a Christian or to join the church or whatever you want to call it. Uh, from the age of 11 until the age of 30, uh, really was a wash. Uh, it was mostly me uh, worshiping a God that, that, thank God, doesn't exist. Um, but basically I was caught in this cycle of shame and guilt and and trying to do better and, and effort of trying to please God and failing and trying to please other religious people and failing and just this, you know, cycle, this horrible cycle uh, that I was engaged in. So I didn't know anything about... Uh, the grace of God, right, the free gift of acceptance that Jesus came to offer. I didn't understand the gospel at all. I just understood that, okay, I needed to read my Bible. I needed to believe my Bible. I needed to go to church at this time, uh, do these things, uh, such as baptism and, uh, take the, uh, sacrament, right? Um, I needed to marry a Christian. I needed to not drink and not smoke and not cuss, and, and uh, th- these were the things that that I saw as um, having the ability to make me uh, acceptable to God. And that was that was the first God I worshipped, and, and I realized at one point that that God doesn't exist. That the God the God I should be learning more about is a God who was right next to me, uh, even inside me. Even uh, a God who was a real person who, who knew my name. Uh, and slowly, I realized he wasn't—he wasn't standing there waiting for me to slip up. Just the opposite. He was—he was always near me, um, wanting to help me in any way possible, and wanting to just experience. And to witness, witness my life. Um, He was with me in a very intimate way. And that God I've known since I was 30. Uh, There have been a lot of other milestones. And there continue to be changes in the way that I think about that God. But on a specific day, at a specific time, I met Him. I became aware of His presence. I had a mystical experience, if you will. I have not had mystical experiences constantly. That's not something that that has happened, and and I really am not one to seek for those. Uh, they were great, and they had a very important impact on me when they happened. Um, and to tell you the truth, it's sort of like candy. You wish, you know, I wish that that I had that kind of experience all the time. Um, it was wonderful you were walking on clouds literally you know life life came so easy and and you had all of the energy and all of the uh, you know just all of the great stuff um, but I don't think we're meant to uh, depend on the feelings of the presence of God too much right I I, I think I think there's something that's broken in us that needs both the presence at times and the absence at times of the feeling of the presence. Now, I don't, I don't believe that God is ever absent. I believe that Jesus is with me at all times, um, but I don't necessarily feel the presence. You know, um, but I have and i i have yet to be convinced that it wasn't real right i have yet to be convinced uh, even a little bit to doubt those experiences because they were experiences that i could not explain any other way now at the same time they're, they're not experiences that i can prove they're not experiences that i can use as a weapon to to make people believe what i believe all I can all I can tell you is I believe. That's that's the best I can get at. I can tell you why I believe. Um, but I don't. Uh, I don't have any you know, evidence, that that my uh, experiences were real in any kind of supernatural way. I know they were, right? I know I know intimately because I was there. I experienced it. But again, it's not something that I can, you know, quantify. Uh, I don't have video of, of Jesus being with me or anything like that. Um, man, I've gotten really off track. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess what I'd like to do, maybe I'll try to find somebody who will have a conversation with me. Um I would like to talk to an atheist or, a, or an agnostic at best and get to know the reasons why um, they believe there is no God or they believe that it's impossible to know there is a God. I wouldn't mind having sitting down and having a real conversation with these people. Because I have a feeling, I have a feeling that the God they say doesn't exist. I would agree that yes, that God doesn't exist. <laughs> um, I have, I have a suspicion that that's the case. So, let's see, where did I start? Man, I started trying to talk about the you know, why I do this podcast the way I do it. Um, Interestingly enough, I think the guy who uh, critiqued my podcast, I think he is, he is an agnostic maybe. Uh, he used to be an atheist, I think. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Anyway, uh, I guess that's about all I have for today. Kind of want to listen to this podcast again to see where i how i got to where i got to it's been kind of a interesting podcast much better than the one I did this morning so i think i'm going to chuck that one and give you guys this one i think it'll be much much better received i think it's much more coherent i i do broach some of the same subjects um But I just did not get to anywhere, uh, anywhere worth going to this morning that I could tell. So, uh, yeah. So I'm going to be home in here in about five minutes. Uh, recording on the way home today instead of on the way to, which I do once in a while when the podcast doesn't go well. Um... So I guess I would love to ask you guys a favor. Uh, I want to see what might happen if I start trying to promote this podcast a little bit. If I can maybe get it into a few more uh, a few more hands, whether it would do some good or not. So if you if you are one who listens to this podcast and you have found it to be of value, would you do me a favor? Uh, And I want you to know I don't make any money from this podcast, obviously. If I did, I'd probably do a much better job. (laughs) But if you don't mind, uh, please go to iTunes and rate the podcast and review it if you don't mind. Uh, I don't mind how you rate it. I don't remind the quality of the review. I I just want you to be honest. Uh, but if you're somebody who's listened for a while, hopefully it's going to be a fairly good review. Uh, but I would love your feedback. And if you want to give me feedback that that isn't, isn't appropriate for a review, a public review, then I would love to hear that too. You can uh, message me. You can find me on Facebook. Driving Theology actually has a Facebook page you could access. Um, Or you could find me Michael Dean McLean on Facebook uh, if you'd like to as well. Um, So yeah, I would love some feedback, Um, I don't get a lot, even though I get, I don't know, a couple weeks ago, it may have been an anomaly, I got, I don't know, several hundred listens in a week. Uh, in a seven-day period, which was kind of crazy. It looked like somebody listened to every single podcast I did from Spain. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, anyway, uh, thank you if you're the one from Spain who's been listening to the podcast. I appreciate it. And if you'd like to get in contact, I would love to hear from you. Um, Yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it up. got going to get home and get some dinner ready with my girls. And uh, you guys have a great evening. Thank you for listening and thank you for your support. Bye-bye.